review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. Oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's VA so with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly irrelevant. Well. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're full of Mexican food, the Holy Spirit, and ready to praise the. That's, that's the wrong podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome Wait, to. The religion of Wicca? You know, it's more on point than I thought. Mother There's a certain Holy God. Spirit going to be flowing through us today. <laughs> it is still Mexican food. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Books with Bastards. As always with us, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Toodles. Our technical bastard, myself, Zach. Hello. Our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. Hello. Freshly bloodied nose. Yep. And our uh, mysterious lump Asa, desperately waiting to drink his drink that we won't let him. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I swear, every time I turn away, he's stealing some. <laughs> what are we reading today, Bounce? to see everybody. The Splendid City by Karen Hewler, I think is how you pronounce her name. Yeah, we, we didn't know this last week, and we know less this week. <laughs> Did not look into um, it. Could I see the spelling? Yep, I think you probably got it I right. I think you nailed it. One and done. Mm-hmm. Not pat myself on the back. Not my favorite of the books so far, but uh, you know, it's, it's not my favorite either. But it it might make for an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's something to talk about for sure. Yeah, I think that's what we're all here for. Well, you can't like every book. No one does. This what is, is happening? We're not here to just read books. I'm just trying like. to get Caleb to do his job. Well, we had Mallory wanted to read the blurb before I did this last time, so I was no. giving her the shot. Now this week's different. Uh, the blurbs are all. <coughs> ugh, my voice. Why? I don't know. That, that Get was, it together, Zach. Uh, that was Get pretty annoying. Well, now we, we were probably going to cut that, but this has gone on way too long. I hope that doesn't That's not how yet. cutting things work. I can absolutely still do it. So, anyways. Mallory, uh, what are we drinking today? This is the and Witch's Brew Cocktail. This is the Witch's Brew Cocktail. Because there is some witchcraft in this book. It is made with vodka, blue curacao, pineapple juice, and grenadine. And it's actually supposed to be in a martini glass, not in wine glasses with ice. So, nah. Does it really matter? Trash. Does yeah, it really we'll matter what, what glass it's in? Tastes like nothing, almost. Yeah, I'm getting that dish so five again. <laughs> I think we waited too long. Mine's watered down. I accidentally, I have to confess, I accidentally took a sip right when I this hit my hand again. Because I'm a fool. Did it taste the any different second. Then? Yes, it did. It what? was it was better. Okay. It tasted uh, more It feels like an Oreo cookie way off in the distance, like the scent of an Oreo cookie far away. I like it. I'm just going to say that right now. 
I think we may need to. <laughs> you know, have a second round. At the end of the day, these drinks the usually do seem to be specifically for you, Caleb. I do drink a two lot of, of these yeah. themed cocktails, and are you very will again sugary. today. Perfect. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm full of Mexican food and ready. And just so everyone knows, this drink is uh, pretty much black. Purple. Purplish black. And uh, yeah, you cannot see the light bulb through the drink. Does seem like something that maybe came out of the witch's cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I usually think of a bubbling green color. liquid in a witch's cauldron, but that's you had me. Green liquid last week. I know. I'm just you didn't I'm like just common. Oh, that's true. I wasn't that's trying nice. to call him out. I was just saying that's what I think of. Well, if we're talking about the movies in real life, it's fucking black man. All the shit they put in there, it's 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 not good. There's yeah. no way Mixing that all comes out there. to a green. That's fair. That's true. Like <laughs> I and nude and all that stuff. Gonna like come what? out to a nice swirly newt. brown. Oh, I have newt. Okay. Yeah, the second it we all stick, sounded like the one second we stick an entire frog it. in it, the color is gonna be a. It's gonna take a dip down. The blood the darker. of a virgin. It's I gonna thought make you said I have Newton, and I was like, what? You have to find a man named Newton and pluck one of his fucking eyeballs out. Of course, mm-hmm. Zach has his spare drink. Yeah, I've always got a sour on hand. That, that's just what I'm here for. And he does not honor the ritual. Yeah, of course. Fuck you all. <laughs> Asa also has a spare. I have a uh, trusty old BL smoothie sitting uh, on the, the floorboard just in case I need it. I got some water back I here. I mean, uh, baseboard. I also have some water. <laughs> baseboard, not But I know Zach's cocktail is also my backup. Yeah. That is true. I would yeah. Just, I would like to clarify real quick. I do not have a BL smoothie on the floorboard most of the time. This is the baseboard. Floorboards are in vehicles. I don't do that. That is not good. Don't do it. No, I'm glad that you clarified. You would have picked up on that, but okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I. You know, I, I'm glad he told us. Anyways, I'm glad we made that distinction. Okay. <laughs> I'm just surprised it's only one. Uh. Well. Yeah. The night is yeah. young, you, Caleb. You gotta, start, you gotta start with one. There's gonna be some pauses somewhere, and as always, that infamous cat I threaten. Alright, so I'm gonna start telling you about this book. I think we can get through it fairly quickly, but I don't we'll think see. this is gonna be a two and a half hour tonight, everybody. But, <laughs> it's not uh, a very long book. We have, okay, not we have been fooled before, specifically me. I guess about the length of our episodes every single time, and I've never even been close. I never leave this room, so how long this takes doesn't matter. Um, I would like to ask a question. Would you recommend reading people reading this book? I think that it's a, it would be an interesting read for certain types of people. Yeah, it, it's a no for me. I I don't want, I think Mallory's right, but like I I didn't I didn't care for it. We'll go over all. There were some parts I thought were me. really cool. Like I liked. Uh, specifically, like, the, there's a lot of witch, Wicca-style stuff in here. It was really interesting, and there was a full, like, probably third, maybe quarter of the book that had some really cool magic stuff tied into it, and uh, not the rest of it. Yeah, you'll see why. All right, let's get this going. Okay, so it's split into three parts. Part one, we start in a state or a nation called Liberty, and we meet Stan, who is... Used to be a human, but was transformed into a cat by oh, a witch word. named Eleanor, who is now his roommate. They live in Liberty together. He's at a bus stop arguing with 
some random lady. This is most of this character. She is says him. something that irritates him. He pulls a gun out of his little bow tie and shoots her in the arm and runs away. So the cat. The cat. Yeah. Just shoot and shoot. Just the back and cover right of this of book really hype up that this cat has a gun. And while it is referenced a few times from here on out, he does not shoot anyone else. Does the cat walk on four legs or two? Both. Yeah, both. It's actually oh, one of the more interesting things word. is... Usually two, but he does... He I feel like he specifically mentions the times he walks yes. on four feet. It's uh, when he's drunk and when he's yeah, like, or trying when to... when he's scared. He doesn't walk on... he's trying to act four like legs. a cat. Yeah, he, he's... We figure out partway through that essentially people see him as how he wants to be seen when he approaches them. Like, if he wants to just eavesdrop, he can just stay on four legs and everyone will think he's a cat. They and just think he's if an he abnormally just, large But he cat. can wander into places and drink beer and just say it's a skin condition. And despite being two feet tall, everyone's like, okay, well. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what did... At first, I was like, he must look like just a regular cat, but bigger. And he can talk. Yeah, like but he's But then he was, like, tall. getting away with saying he had a skin condition. And I was like... How jacked up does this fucking cat look? Well, have you ever seen uh, the Sonic movie? The live action Sonic movie? I have movie? not. They do that same thing with Sonic the Hedgehog. Just, uh, man, he's got like a month to live. Just let him in. That's pretty much what they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did like those movies. Those were fun. Okay, uh, so this is Stan. He wears a bow tie that Eleanor apparently made for him, which is where he keeps his gun. Um, his cell phone. His cell phone that is a flip phone, and he has to use a pencil to, to yeah, enter Yeah, because he doesn't have any thumbs. Yeah, it doesn't He's... work with his paws. He has a lighter in case he meets a hot babe and needs to light a cigarette for her. And then his wallet. Again, no thumbs, though. And now up to this point. That is a good point. Maybe I, I, I'm like not sure how he fired open? the gun. I don't know. That's actually my major thought, is how he fired a gun. Cat's <clears throat> got swipey. I mean, we talked about Margot shooting Yeah, but gun. aiming it. And, like, holding, aiming, and firing a gun seems like a lot. I don't think she's in here. We're talking close range. This is clearly a small... This is a cat-sized gun. He also actually has a finger in the... The cover really tells us. No, it's clear he has a finger. He's got a thumb in the picture there on the cover. Some cats have thumbs. We had a cat growing up as a child that had fucking thumbs. Yeah, was he he opening the door and shit? He was a goddamn animal. No, but he was... literally... Strangling... Birds and mice and shit left and right. Strangling them like he was a killer because he had thumbs. Because he could. Because he could. He was just doing things most cats without thumbs don't do. Jesus. It's about it. He became more human-like. I was going to say maybe it was a person. You should have seen that son of a bitch. I wish I had a picture to show you. What was his name? Hank. Was his name, mm-hmm. and I'm not even a kidding. Solid it was Hank. name. Uh, I could not forget that cat if I tried. How long did he live? Uh, you know, the typical two, three years in Vermont before the uh, something something gets him every time. He couldn't strangle a coyote, Asa. Magoo is still alive. You know, Magoo is the only one. You really talk to this cat up, or just not he could still be alive. Maybe he ran well, away after two years. Young, I don't, I don't every, know. Every person he strangled to death bought him another year of life. Magoo. Yeah, Ancient that's magic. That's a whole other story. That's a yeah, that's a that's a whole discussion on its own right there. We'll see. That's that's maybe for the intro of another do. time. <laughs> okay. That's a different podcast. We can okay. give we can give Asa his own mini episode like we did Caleb. Oh, we could talk for a solid hour person? about Magoo. Probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna continue on. 
Yeah, sorry. So yeah. Stan shoots a woman in the arm. She's not dead, just injured, and then he runs off. He gets home. Eleanor asks him how his day was, and he says, I shot somebody again. And she says, you really should stop doing that. <laughs> so apparently in Liberty, everybody has a gun. It's, so it's, it's revealed not, later that it's mandatory to have a gun. Yes. So I guess it's not unusual that people are getting shot. I think it's still unusual that people are getting shot because, like, they don't talk about it ever happening any other time. I think the fact that he's a cat really helps him get away with stuff when he wants it to. <laughs> I feel like, well, maybe I should is, not. Yeah, know. unless you think that this Stan fella sounds like an interesting and cool character, he's kind of a piece of shit. and uh, He's a major piece of shit, and we'll get deeper into why yeah, exactly he, he's a piece of shit. Oh no, Even on the way back, so just great. to going to, like... So he comes back, and he meets with Eleanor, and she's like, hey, uh, you didn't pay the water bill again. And the water bill is daily. Like, you pay for a certain amount of days that you get water. We should mention there is apparently a drought Where in is? Liberty. Yeah, there's a mysterious so people drought. people have to pay for their water. There used to be a river and a lake where all this water came from, and it's dried up. And what the president of Liberty says is that the Easterners, people from New York and that kind of stuff, have stolen the water. So there's a lot of propaganda that the, all these Easterners are the reason we have this drought. Liberty is so great. We have all these freedoms. The president loves us so much. Anyways, a little bit of background. Zach, continue. Yeah. Uh, this is so, Liberty where? Liberty. So, so it turns later, out it's revealed it's Texas. The whole state of Texas is ceded from the Union. And, and likely and, New oh, Mexico and part of Oregon. That explains why. This is an extremely <laughs> political <laughs> book in a weird way. It's like, very... It's fantasy political, it's, but it's... It would be interesting to some people, but to me, I was like, this is too soon. We're still living this. Yeah, aside from the fact that we're still living this, like, it, it's not fun to watch an argument I've seen happen on the internet also unfold in a book that I now have to read for this podcast. If it makes you guys feel better, soon we'll be dying it. What? what? Instead of living it, we'll be dying it. Okay. Oh my god. Let's just breeze <laughs> over that. Yeah, we're, Zach, you want to Guess who's getting edited? So Stan <laughs> forgot to, or he didn't forget to pay the water First bill. First time he talks. No, he forgot. Out. <laughs> he just doesn't do it or he'll oh, save yeah, money. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. He, it's not that he did He's like, she should stop giving me this chore because I'll never do it. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a very, if he doesn't want to do something... You should never expect him to do it under any circumstances, no matter how reasonable the request is. He is the he's the embodiment of an entitled like Twitter handler, just spouting about everything. Like he goes around, he has created a secret website that is like Twitter, but exclusively to stir up controversy in the most hateful comments he can, so that he can make money. Whispers. Does he like being a cat? Not originally. Not at first. We'll get to that. Okay. But he's just... He constantly sneaks up on strangers and tricks them into doing, like, terrible arguments or just listening to them and then recording their conversations and putting it on the internet. Oh, The yeah, reason he cool. shot the woman was because he made an analogy and she said, that's not a very good analogy. And so he People, shot her. Yeah. Oh yeah, seems... He does not like to ever feel like he is wrong or that anybody is smarter than him. He's one of those people that's always the smartest person in the room. He's always going to have the best idea. If it was somebody else's idea, it's not a good one. 
he's just a dick. But yeah, so he goes and pays the water bill and essentially has to, you know, bribe a guy into giving him five hours because he was late. They were like, well, now it's five times as much to get the water on for just today. Water keeps getting more and more expensive. Yeah, and there's like, there's these, my brain wants to call them bobbleheads, but there's like robotic They're versions. They're animatronics and they, I kept thinking of Chuck E. Cheese. I kept, Chuck e. Cheese I kept picturing like giant like animatronic like bobblehead like sized guys like his heads are huge. I think that is. But what they're of the president be. and he'll like they spy on people, but they also like will talk to you and just like have conversations with you. And uh, there's these parades that are never ending in town. There's constantly parades going in the streets about something. It's just nonsense. Sometimes it's about air conditioners or. You know, sometimes it's just kids playing music and yeah. And then there are the messengers, which are white vans that roam the city, and they'll just pull up and either give you a car or give you a motor. You know, they'll give you prizes or they'll kidnap you. And you're never seen again. That's a solid white man move. (laughs) Yeah, it's a and you can never tell. And like they'll roll up on you at full speed, pull up in front of you. Two guys will jump out, and in the next five seconds, you're either going to like receive like a gift card to Denny's, or get drugged into a black van and never seen again. And this was supposed to be better than being part of the United States. Yes. So everyone in this country is super for it. Their reasoning is that these people are always excited about something, even when they hear the sirens of the messengers coming. They're like excited because they're like, "Ooh, maybe I'm getting a car." So there's always this thought that maybe it's something good, and they think because they're always having these parades, people are always happy, and the animatronic things that are on the streets, they'll always ask like, "What are you happy in the city? What would make you happier in the city?" And so the people are like, "The president listens to us. He actually cares about our concerns." Meanwhile, they have no water. Like there, there's people going missing off the streets that they're never heard from again. Yeah, and any, if you speak against the president, you tend to be one of those people that goes missing. Yeah, any uh, like history is completely like uh, Google was eliminated, and they have their own website called Wiggle that you have to pay for. But all of the information on it has been edited. Like there's no evidence that the river was there anymore, other than the people are like, I kind of remember that there used to be a river. And their reasoning is that the river Google was there does a year not ago. provide the real truth. It's all lies on Google. When was this book written, man? Come on. Wow. Very recently. This is it's, just like... This it's either, either, either very recently or it's the most prescient book I've ever read. It would be impressive yeah, if this they was... Yeah, like if this it. came out in like 2001, this would be the wildest book we've ever read. It would yeah, be like a gonna... huge like predictor of what was to come. Yeah, I feel like it was a year Startlingly, ago, upsettingly accurate. <laughs> I read a news article about the same thing. But yeah, there's like these uh, these vans throw these like little nougats candies, and those come up later. Everybody loves a nougat. Yeah. What is a nougat? It's uh, it's like I, a I've never had it's one. like the soft like creamy stuff in like a Snickers. Uh, not like caramel, like the white kind of smooth stuff. But uh, there are candies that just have that in it. And I think they're just called nougats, and I think that's correct. But I could 100 percent be wrong because I'm just making this up as I go. I'm gonna have to get a nougat because I don't know. And 22. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Right Good. on the money. <laughs> right. 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 Right here. Maybe a little too soon. Wait. What'd you say? Yep. 2022. Oh Jesus. This year. Go. <laughs> okay. So this is a broad overview of the city and what is happening. Oh, we also learned that the president lives in a castle surrounded by a moat that is somehow filled with water. 
Um, <laughs> he's planning to turn it into a water slide. That is correct. Jesus. <laughs> so back to Stan. This cat likes to wander around during the day. He goes to cafes. He gets cappuccino and cream puffs or something cream. And then he'll go to a bar. He'll drink some beer, have some fish tacos. He loves fish tacos. And apparently he eats them with ketchup, which is fucking weird. But who am I to judge? Okay, he calls well, it very American. Well, being a cat guy, he should like fish tacos, I imagine. He liked fish tacos when he was a human. Yeah, this is all stuff he did when he was a normal guy, too. The ketchup thing oh. is what got it for me. Can we say that he ate Boston cream donuts for breakfast? The cream thing? I don't think we can because he what didn't. It is. It's I like mean, I guess he's pop. a fictional character, and we can start making up stuff about them. I just, I feel like that's a slippery slope. I would just think of that if that's probably my favorite donut. Asa, new mission. I need you to write your I own never short donuts, but story for us to review on this podcast. Read a short story. No, no, uh, write, write one. Yeah, what? make one up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm excited to fall off that cliff. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna, so oh, this sorry. is Stan. Stan gets the newspaper one day, is reading through it, and there is a story or an article stating that there is a treasure hunt going on in the city. Mm. So he's immediately intrigued. He takes it home to Eleanor, shows her, and is tells her he's going to find this treasure. He's going to figure out how. Yeah, he's, so, he's the smartest man in this city. How could anyone find it before him? Wait, we're talking about Stan still, right? Mm-hmm. So this cat man? The cat man. Yes. And Eleanor is a cat woman? Eleanor no, is a witch. She's a human. Oh, my she's fucking word. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and most people in this book are humans. Just Stan is a cat. Oh. Can she not turn him back, or does she just not want to? Uh, we'll get to well, it. it gets explained. All but right. All right. The short answer is yes. So To both. <laughs> Let's move over to Eleanor. So this is a forced companionship. Stan and Eleanor do not like each other. I got that. They had been co-workers previously, and <laughs> initially all we know is that Stan pissed off Eleanor, and she turned him into a cat. And because she did that, the coven that she was a part of has punished her by sending her from New York, where she's from, to Liberty, because she is searching for a witch named Daria who has gone missing. And she's a water witch. Like, her gift is finding water. And controlling it. So they think that there is a link between her going missing and this water shortage in Liberty. And all of the witches in this coven just suddenly started, like, leaving. Like, they all just gave up on being witches. Like, one went back to college, and the other one, like, just started an Etsy shop. But they both just also stopped being witches at the same time, and no one knows why. And the other one, she quit flying. They do fly on broomsticks. What? She quit flying. She just didn't really have a passion for being a witch anymore. So Eleanor is trying to go through Liberty to find this missing witch, which she we find out when she goes and looks for a map to find out where the river and the lake used to be, that the maps, none of them match up. Yeah, every map is slightly different in ways that, like, like oh, yeah, the mountain's just 25 miles to the left on this map. Or there's a river on this map, or there's no river on this map, or there is a river on the map, but it's on the other side of the city. Very confusing. But yeah, and this is all the reference section. Like, this is this is the part that's supposed to just be solid, concrete facts. And they're just like, hey, none of these line up. Hmm. Yeah, it does suck. So, she's Wait kind of got second. her... Wait the river was going uphill here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's got her work cut out for her. Uh, Gloria is the head witch of the coven that she's a part of in New York, and she communicates with her out in the backyard. Somehow, Gloria yeah, can kind of 
It's like some Star Wars shit. I don't know. Yeah, Gloria can, like, hear or, like, communicate. Like, every witch has their own, like, unique power. Uh, Like, Eleanor can either push or pull things. Like, she can start or stop things. That's her power. she could push, like, this glass off the table. Yeah. And she could also pull Zach towards her if he was standing in front of her. And uh, she could she stopped the rain before she's moved the rain away. If she was outside and she was yeah, like, she can oh, start the wind. Like the it's rain. her power's pretty pretty good. Could she start the Gloria's was could she start the lawnmower and they sitting out on the yard? I don't know if she. Could, I don't think she could turn things. But she on. could pull the cord to it, but I don't know if she could push down on the. the I see. They don't. They they're very vague about any of the powers that are presented, and they really. Don't go into it because for some reason that's not what this book is about. It's definitely about Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. Like, there's a full section of this magic. That, that, there's a full section of this book that is their backstory in New York, where she's learning magic, and also at the same time she's becoming a hostile Twitter user. And that is the more important part. So far, this book sounds really good, and I cannot wait to hear more. I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> I, I truly am lost. I may need the old. It's okay. Uh, I was too. To get through this, but uh, so uh, back to Stan. He's walking through the city one day, and some guy is just running from the messengers. He can hear the sirens. This guy's just booking it like the messengers are about to come pick him up. He shoves a paper into Stan's paw as he's running by, and then, like, two seconds later, the van catches up with him. The guy's pulled into the van, and he disappears. And the paper that he had shoved into Stan's hand just so happened to have a clue about the treasure and where to find it. Or It's all a bunch of clues throughout, I yeah. keep wanting to say this city, which I guess they are in a specific city, but Liberty. So he's all excited. He's like, great things just happened to me because I'm amazing. I'm the smartest man in the world. No one else could have been on that street corner where that guy was running to escape the police. I'm a cat that walks on two legs all the time. Is he a Unless black? I choose not to. And I Is he gun. what? Is he a black cat? It never says, I don't think. Uh, I don't no. think. I don't think it ever. It, does, it only describes like what a few characters look like that I recall. Black cats are... <laughs> Bad luck, so but I am it. also really bad at remembering to read the character descriptions when they come up, so who knows? I don't recall, but he could have been. Right. Is that relevant? Well, because black cats are bad luck, so I was just wondering if this was... I'd like, like to think he's a Siamese cat, because those sons of bitches are crazy. <laughs> What's it look like on the cover of that? Looks like he's a solid color. It's just fucking white. Yeah, just maybe solid white. It's a white cat. Probably well, not, so but... So is Eleanor solid white? You, you know, you never know. Just full albino. Like Snow White, but She's whiter. Not. She has brown hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Died. Clearly. More white. So he white. finds these clues. Finds. These clues are stuffed into his hand by a dude running away who's promptly kidnapped. And he follows them to a, like, a meeting downtown where he meets a bunch of people that he immediately decides he's smarter than. And then when they all come to the same conclusion, he's like, No. No, they had to have gotten lucky. Oh, what was your the part that you liked, Zach? When oh, there's a part uh, that after the first day of him investigating clues, he there's one line in this book that I really enjoyed because it's like the perfect mix of like narcissism and uh, just like all, but somehow also like kind of uplifting. It's like for a moment he almost decided against looking for the treasure because he felt 
in a fitting burst of enthusiasm that he'd already found it, and it was himself. God. <laughs> Story of my life. So, narcissistic, <laughs> but also it's important to have confidence in right? yourself, you know? I mean, I don't know. We're all oh, a prize man. in our own way. <laughs> but it was, it was delivered, so I was just like, oh, that's, that's kind of perfect. That's oh, right, man. I am the treasure. So, at this meeting, they're trashing on the Easterners because, you know, as far as they're concerned, the Easterners have stolen their water. They're all bad. He kind of gets into a little tussle, but then him and one guy, they're... Jim. Jim. J-E-M. Not Jim, and not Jim as in mineral Jim. <laughs> Just a guy named Jim. Jim is not Jim with a J. E-M? G-E-M is how you spell Jim. I was just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this. Wait, did you spell it correctly? Or he wrong? did. G-E-M. <laughs> but did you know that? Oh my gosh. He failed English class, but he did <laughs> attend it. Yeah, I was there. And I also actually took a geology class. Is Jem with a G and a J not pronounced I the same? I They're pronounced exactly the same, but one is a real word, and one is some guy's name in a book. I think I got a C in geology, but I didn't take it. Mm. Okay. I don't know what to do C with that information. Degrees. I don't either. I did. We were not a degree in geology, but <laughs> I, no, certainly not. Geology. So you. Uh, so okay. So Jeff and rocks. him decide they're going to team up to find the treasure because Stan needs a car because his little clue to find the treasure is uh, way out in the desert. desert. So Jeff and him decide they're going to go out and find it together. So they plan this for the next day. They get some donuts and some water, and then they get ready to it, and we jump back to Eleanor for a bit. Some Boston cream donuts. Prior to this, though, he's walking down the street, and one of these animatronic (laughs) president heads talks to him. And it's it's odd because the heads will specifically know who a person is. It's not like they're all saying the same generic thing to every person. Yeah, like they're actively talking. Like, it'll go like, Stan, come over here. And then it tells him to come to the palace the next day because the president wants they're to just, meet with him. They're just targeted ads. Except that he gets it's a full invitation specific. to go it's meet personal. with the president. Well, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Targeted personally ads. targeted. Yes. It does seem like the president is actually on the other side of those. Concerning. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. I'm just... I'm just yeah, so he goes and meets with the president and the president gets some mediocre fish tacos and uh, doesn't actually seem to like any of the food that he's serving Stan, but... Would really like it if Stan would spy on Eleanor. And if he will, he'll give Stan a clue to the treasure. Mm. So he knows about the treasure, huh? Well, oh, yeah. he's the one that set it up. He's the president. And they put it in the newspaper that is managed by... Yes, he's discovered that there's, there's a treasure hunt free press in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is happening, Eleanor is with Dolores, another witch in the city who is aware that Daria is missing, and they're going to find a contact out in the desert. They're flying their broomsticks. This guy named Heckman, this part bugged the crap out of me. It's not weird. Well, it was, they go out to the desert, like they got to get this cake, and Hector's not there. So they go back, and then they just do it again the next day with a different cake, and they find him this time, and they learn nothing. But they did fly their brooms out, and Eleanor sees that there's drones everywhere. There's always drones flying around. Watching everybody. Like, people are constantly being surveilled. Yeah. Did Hector enjoy the cake, is my question. He did. Okay. I believe so. All right. You know what they don't talk about in this one? And it dawns on me that we finally broke the streak. 
No one takes a bathroom break. God damn it. How often do they talk about yes, it? No, they do! Stan takes yeah. a piss on somebody. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> somebody pisses him off, and so he... Yeah, he pees on he them. He pees on him. Well, you know how fucking gross cat pee is? That's got to be disgusting. Yes, I do. And it's gross. Yeah, it's not good. So she comes back with Dolores, and she starts getting it into her head that, like, Dolores just suddenly, like, didn't care about being a witch anymore. And that that was weird. Like, maybe something was wrong there. Because all along, we keep getting flashes of Dolores' past and the lessons that she learned from Eleanor about, like, being a witch and caring about the environment and actually using your powers responsibly for others. And you mean Gloria? The lessons they got from Gloria? Yep, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> so, she does Glory. realize something is wrong with Dolores. She talks to Dolores, decides she's going to tell Gloria that something weird is going on here also. However, we're getting to the end of part one, and what happens is a messenger van chases down Eleanor, picks her up, and takes her to the palace, where she's locked in a pretty nice hotel room. Mm-hmm. There is a TV that has cartoons Only on it, cartoons. Which is weird. But it's a fairly nice room, considering she was kidnapped off the streets. And like- the next day... Well, I guess that's where part one yeah. ends, is she's locked up. In part two, again, probably the best written part of this book, in my opinion. Also, uh, wildly out of place, it's a total, It's almost a totally different book. Yes, yeah. so part two, all of it describes Eleanor realizing she was a witch, getting welcomed into the coven, kind of honing her skills. We learn the background of her and Stan and how they ended up being trapped in this companionship. Yeah, they, they used to work at a museum uh, gift shop, and Stan it would kind of help her out uh, with the boss, who was just a, a huge pervert. Yeah, a full like sexual harassment guy. Would, but like, he would always play it off like back. He he'd always do it up to the work. just below the point where you could ever actually report it. Just you know, the most piece of shit he could. And yeah. Stan would always sometimes help, and then as soon as he helped, he'd basically act like he was, you know, a big hero and that she owed him for it. So he was just as bad in his own way. Uh, They're both fucking pigs. Yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. Like Stan sucks a little. Stan bit. sucks pretty hard. Well, he's like he well, sucks real hard. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it sounded like he kind of sucked right. He from gets the worse. Very beginning. He actually gets much better as a cat, despite. Everything and he's still really bad because as a cat. he didn't have as many opportunities as a cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> so he invites her to join uh, this essentially Twitter thing called Augment, that is like a paid version of Twitter where the more people argue over your post, the more money you get paid basically for advertising. And the two of them go into this essentially Twitter war zone, uh, sorry, Augment. And they, honestly, they, they do pretty well for themselves, except that they're just deliberately trying to find whatever will get people upset the most and keep talking. And he always tells her that hers aren't good enough or that she's not helping him out enough and that she owes him for being on there in the first place. Like, nothing she ever does is, like, good. And I'm going to read this part that I think made Zachary hate this book. Even though it so, wasn't great. So many parts I of this book this made me hate really this. I think this is really what colored him against it, though. So Eleanor is describing her co-workers, and she says she works with Stan, a youngish guy with a thinning man buns. She, she hated man buns, but she tried to be charitable. I don't have a man bun. 
You do sometimes. No, man buns when you fold it over. I just have a lot of ponytails. When you fold it over? Yeah, man buns are deliberately... I know you fold... what a bun is. All right, well, that's, <laughs> man buns is just a ponytail folded in half. Yeah, Alden has man buns. Yeah, I've never worn a man bun. All right. That's go. not the thing I hated. I hated <laughs> constantly watching, like, some girl being like, yeah, women are fine. And then an entire segment of a book is a guy just belittling her, proving that with his weird arguments that women are dumb and sensitive. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, how long do I have to listen to this there fucking bigoted shit? There was a whole argument shit. about how men are definitely, like, the stronger sex, and if you were going to, like, start the world over again, obviously you'd start with the man first. It was... It, and it was, it was it so... Was painful. Like, well, it yeah. was painful. It, was it would yeah. be an upsetting argument to listen to, except that I had to read it, and it happens, like, 18 times throughout the course of the book. It just keeps happening, and nothing ever happens to any of these people except Stan. Oh, my God. It's I, like real life just came in and sat in this book in front of me, and I have to read it for the show, and I hate it. Me What's, and my Is that not true, though? I mean... Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. Me and my roommate, to cove over whatever Asa just talked about, watched a horror movie last night. We've been watching pretty much one horror movie every night, and we have the same exact problem where the main character was getting married to this complete asshole who was exactly like this, telling her that she better sleep with him because they hadn't had sex in apparently in a month. And that's a long time for him. He's like, you better sleep with me or I'm moving on to someone else. Like, on their honeymoon, which he invited himself along. And the whole he time... He invited himself on along his honeymoon. to own honeymoon. Uh, not the honeymoon. The bachelorette party. Oh! Him okay. and all his friends went to there. And the well, whole time... Kind of and we were like, God, I really hope this guy dies. He was the one fucking character that lived. Was and the they hero? still got married. Oh, Did he my... change? No! It literally, the end of the book is like, man, you're third. Okay, what, what movie was this yeah. so that we know never it's to go? It's called The Slash Lorette Party. Uh. Okay, well, you should have fucking known. Okay, Caleb. we knew it was going to be I, bad. Well, we've watched a lot of bad movies before, like sometimes Did I'm with Caleb for right? this stuff. No. And there's a lot of them where I don't end up, like, with the bigoted asshole being the victor. So what? Who what? was the slasher? Uh, just two random people that show up halfway through the movie, basically. Oh, so nothing. You, uh, there was the, no the wife does end twist. up killing some people. Uh, like, she kind of goes crazy, but then it's like, she's about to kill him, but then it cuts to later, and they're the only two survivors. She didn't kill him, apparently, and they still got married. And he's like, I know it was your psychotherapist that tried killing us. She tried telling you you were crazy and depressed and that it was all my fault, but you figured it out that I'm perfect for you. This whole, like, and it's like, why is this the end of the movie? Like, at the end, did she wink at the camera? Like, No, she yeah. just looks sad and cuddles up next to him. And we were like, is he about, is she, is like, this going to have a cut ending where she, like, stabs him and it fades to black? No, it just fades to black with her looking sad. This did reminds me of credits? a horror movie I watched. Yes. And nothing. At the end of the credits, it just cuts to all the girls from the Bachelorette party just popping champagne at the camera. In the interest, or, you know, in my own interest, against my own interest of (laughs) keeping this podcast moving. This reminds me of a horror movie I watched with Amanda once where a girl comes to find out what happened to her murdered sister and finds out it's this dude, and the end of the movie is he also drowns her in a river, and that's the end of the movie. Uplifting. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, every movie me and Alden have watched the last five have had the bad guys win, and I'm pretty pissed about it. Yeah, it's a bummer. I don't like it when the bad Time guys to win. to turn it around, Caleb. I just need to Google horror movies where the good guys win. Right, anyway, speaking of bigoted assholes, we're back to Stan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, her and Stan... Stan's, like, kind of helping her, but as it goes along, it becomes clear that he was just using her to get better in the boss's good graces. Like, he becomes the manager... 
The assistant. Oh, I forgot that the boss deliberately watches porno with his computer screen facing out into the store so that anytime anyone looks in, he can make eye contact with them and then close the window. And his screensaver is like kids or something. And that's his idea of a joke is that you have to watch him watching porn. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's it's so fucked up. I don't so, know. While she's one mercy, with these one mercy in this book is that this isn't exclusively about those assholes. <laughs> so she's working, experiencing all this with her coworkers. At the same time, she's been welcomed into this coven. She now realizes that she's not alone. There are other witches out there. She kind of has a community now, and she's slowly learning these new skills. However, when they first, like, I guess, what would you call it? Um, Initiate. Baptize her as a witch. She takes this drink, and it sounds like it was some sort of a psychedelic. But when she, like, kind of comes to again or sobers up, she all of a sudden has this strong desire to, like, solve, like, the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. Like, she's much more concerned about Mother Earth. And for a second, I was like, does this coven have its own secret agenda? Like, I know that they definitely push for taking care of the climate because Mother Nature is, like, their spirit mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i was like i wonder if they do this to people if they like sort of mind controlling them into yes. helping save the planet which but it turns out i was wrong because if that was the case it never did go anywhere anyways yeah. that was just my thought at the time no it, it definitely so the witch angle of the book definitely seems to lean more into like you know actual like female empowerment in community and trying to help not destroy the world and environmentalism and all sorts of stuff and you know acting responsibly and thinking about the consequences of your actions all good things that should not have maybe been, like, the third most important thing in this book. They do so. We'll get to the shady thing. I feel like they did. But well, this is Texas. Uh, this they're is, in New York. When she's this time. Working, yeah, when the flashback she is in New York. Oh, I missed witches. that. This is all in New so York. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little all over. The book's plot was short. For a, even This is the shortest book we've read, and honestly, when we get to the end of this, I... I'm going to see if I can get it done in, like, 30 words or less. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this book's pretty small. So, so she far, continues like to learn her her witchcraft skills, <laughs> and she finally gets to the point where they're lear- or teaching her how to, um, how to transform stuff. But they start backwards. So they give her, like, a leaf, for example, and they'll say, you need to, like, touch it, figure out yeah, what this, this was, was cool. in its original form and then you can turn it back into what it was. So they teach you to go backwards first because transforming something can be very tricky, and if you don't do it just right, it makes it very difficult, if even possible at all, to transform it back to its original And form. it's sort of unethical to permanently change something forever. And there's certain rules, like you do not change something inanimate to something animate and vice versa. You just don't do that. So... She goes through weeks, I think months of training to learn how to transform stuff, and she is successful. Yeah, she finally gets there. Um, So then we flash back to where she's working, and Stan, she realizes, starting to stalk her. Like, he's following her home. She has caught him standing on her doorstep. Like, she'll be going to take the garbage out and sees him in the peephole, and then when she opens the door, he's just running down the street. He's become the assistant manager, and is. Kind of vaguely he's forcing her. Yeah, her. he's like, 
you got to stay after late and do the inventory with me. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me about that until 20 minutes ago. I feel like he was attracted to Eleanor and he had a he crush on her, was. but he was such a dick that he would have... He could never admit... beneath him to say, like, I like you. It was not only beneath him to say that uh, he liked her. It was in, in his ego, she had to be in love with him. It had to be that way. Like, she couldn't have any agency that wasn't worshipping him as the greatest guy she knew. He even says to her, I think at one point, like, oh, do you just have a crush on me? Yeah, he says it a few times. Like, he's trying to, like, nag her into it. No, she hates your fucking man bun, bro. Get over it. Well, anyways, uh, one night she... man bun? She's she's having a bad day. Like, she's basically been getting harassed by Stan, and she's like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to talk to Gloria and... uh, don't get me singing. Don't make me sing a song, everybody. All right, I so... Like a little bit moving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, so what was the song you were singing at work uh, earlier? What was it? I only knew a couple of You there. only knew some of it. I knew just I'm a little so bit, lonely. and I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> I just started singing that song. Oh, my God. That's the only part of that song I know, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I talking about say. the Team America, Kim Jong-il, like, lonely song. Well, it's an old classic. No, it's an old song. All right, sorry. There there, there is a song in uh, the like the Team America movie, that old Dolls like South Park style movie, and Kim Jong Il is just singing about how he's like this lonely dictator taking over the world. It's probably the same song, but that is not where it originated. No, we need to play it. (laughs) Later. Later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not on the podcast. Okay, so Eleanor is having a bad day. Her boss is a fucking pervert. Stan is a fucking creepy weirdo who's following her around all the time. She goes home. She gets into bed. She decides she's going to talk to Gloria the next day, figure out what she should do, because she's trying not to... She's trying to follow the rules of the coven and yes, think about her actions. she used to be a very reactive person. But yeah, like, she had a short temper, she'd kind of lash out, uh, and now that she had power, she could lash out pretty fiercely, like, she used her power on her boss at one point, like, basically hit him with a book weight, and he just, you know, thought it fell off a shelf, but... Uh, but it didn't, is it? She made it fall Yeah, okay. I, I just said that. Why do you like this? What? I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, whatever. Keep okay, going. so is she goes to bed okay, in, her tiny, have you done? in her tiny little New York apartment... She has the window bit. cracked because it's warm. She doesn't have air conditioning, obviously. And she just has a jar of pennies that sits on the window. So if anybody were to try to break in, she would hear them coming. So yes. in the night, she hears the jar of pennies get, get knocked over. She gets up, and it's fucking Stan trying to break into her fucking apartment. Yeah, like, showing up, like, has flowers on the window. Climbed so. up through, like, the goddamn fire escape. Yeah. And he's like, well, you would have let me in. You clearly wanted this. You left the window open. And she just snaps and instantly turns him into a cat. So now she's in a bit of a pickle. Uh, He was definitely asking for it. If I was her, I would have kicked that fucking cat. At no point in this entire book does he ever accept responsibility that he definitely was going to break into this girl's apartment. He brought flowers. That's what he says. He's yeah. like, obviously, I was here with good When Gloria shows up, she actually comments on this. She's like, flowers are not an alibi. It's <laughs> not an excuse I, for breaking in. I brought flowers. And, and she's way. like, and who knows what else you would have done if she hadn't stopped you. I brought flowers all the way up the fire escape. 
two-year open window. I was really going to gonna hope through. it made it better for you after I was done having my way. I don't see a problem. Man, I hate the idea of having a fire escape. It just weirds me out. I'd rather just jump off the second story and just take the fall. They're not all second stories. Yeah, but it's New York. The they're pretty high. <laughs> you do, I know. But I, you know. Buildings are higher than that in some places. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm well aware. Okay, so she's turned him into a cat, and she pretty much instantly realizes that she left out a piece of the spell that would make it easy for her to yeah, turn she ne- him Yeah, she back. never left in the rules to turn him back. <laughs> so she calls Gloria, tells her what she's done. Gloria comes to the apartment, and Gloria's this old... She's an old witch. Although they have healed her in certain ways, she still has an aging body. She's walking with a cane, sometimes uses a wheelchair... She limps her way up to the apartment, sits down, and, you know, pretty much tells Eleanor, you fucked up. Like, you exposed witchcraft to a guy who clearly shouldn't know witchcraft. There were other ways to deal with this problem, and uh, you also kind of violated... That's what I was thinking. It (laughs) looks like a uterus, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is that really what you... I thought maybe you were going for a fucking reindeer or something, but I I wasn't sure if you knew. Nope. Truly, that's what it Caleb, is. Caleb, for those of you who aren't in the room with us, Caleb has found what looks like some the like that fuzzy pipe cleaner. Yeah, pipe cleaner, and Why would uh, you do that? he has bent it into the shape of a uterus, which is very in the spirit of this episode. Actually, granted, we've, talking about we've really not talked much about the witchcraft angle, but it's definitely like the most of the spirit here. Girl power. Yeah. I don't know why, but like when you said I was I was freshly bleeding from my nose, my mind was just I got my first period. Oh my god! And then we kept talking about the witch coven, and I was like, I don't know, it's like, uh, and then that happened. Girl power. I don't know what to do with that information, Caleb. I don't know. What to <laughs> I don't know what to do with it either. Okay, so they're sitting in the apartment. That Gloria decides that. Eleanor and Stan's punishment, and hopefully where they'll learn something from their mistakes, is that she's going to send them to Liberty together to hunt for this missing witch. And that she hopes in the meantime they will kind of, I guess, work out their differences. I don't fucking know. I had an issue with this. Well, they won't, she wanted, she was hoping that Stan would learn, like, he couldn't be trusted to be left alone. And she was hoping he'd learn from it and that, you know, by the time they changed her back, maybe he'd be, you know, a trustworthy human being. And she was hoping that Eleanor would understand, like, you know, like, her mistake and, like, you know, maybe... Had consequences. Yeah, I get like, that. But my problem is, like, granted he's in cat form, but you're literally forcing this woman to live yeah, with it's, her it's abuser. Not a, it's Somebody not that a, was stalking her and meant to break into her apartment and fucking rape her probably that night. Fucked up. I was like, fuck you, Gloria. Fuck this whole coven. You're all fucked up. Fuck you all. Yeah, they did do, do some sketch stuff. At the end of part two, fuck you all. Oh. Anyways. That was a nice uh, nice little bit to uh, part all two. All right. Are you ready I for part three? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Part three's fucking short. I stand with Mallory. I have been waiting but, so yeah, long Mal- for Yeah, Mallory's correct. It didn't, I didn't think about <laughs> it like that at the time, but I was still like, there are better ways than making Eleanor deal with Stan. Stan could have stayed with the coven. Yeah, there's lots of ways to deal with they him. They could have fucked with him real bad. Nah, fuck Stan. Just kill him. What a and dick no, and, him and silent, then she, she brings him in. She makes him a fucking bow tie where he can carry a fucking gun. He can hang him by his nutsack somewhere. Yeah, they should have the neutered him. Area. That would have been funny. Yeah. But, uh... Like, anyways, that's so pretty we, we cut back to the present. I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. So we <laughs> go back to the present... And uh, Eleanor is in the hotel room waiting to talk to the president. And it seems like it's going to be this big thing. 
And in reality, she just talks to the president. He's like, I'd really like it if you'd spy on Stan for me. And in return, we'll let you talk to Daria, because we have her. Uh, and she's like, I mean, okay. She's like, I don't really want to spy on Stan. And he's like, well, he already agreed to spy on you. So she's like, okay, fuck him. I got to get out of here. I got to find this witch. So Anyway, she goes home, uh, tells Dolores, like, hey, I think that Daria cursed you. Like, I think that when she left the coven because her ego got too big, she made it so... Because she... We learned from Dolores that uh, Daria was was sort of the opposite of Eleanor, where Eleanor always felt like a weirdo and felt complete when she had a coven. Uh, Daria always thought she was special because she had her water powers. And when she found out there were other witches, she felt like she was less because she wasn't the only one. She wanted to be the best. Yeah, she wanted to be the best, the most important. And she didn't like that anyone else was stealing her thunder on any level. And so we find out she cursed the other witches to give up on witchcraft without them knowing. And at this point, Eleanor also thinks that the whole, like, nation of liberty is under some sort of a spell because they're all just so okay with everything that's happening. So she asks uh, Gloria and another witch, Monica, who are, like, the two strongest witches, to come to liberty to help her figure out what exactly is going on. And they do. It's... They, they just fly in, and uh, they fix uh, what's wrong with Dolores, and they get ready to go to the president's manor and fight Daria. And we cut back to Stan. Stan is with Jem. They're driving out to the desert looking for the treasure. Uh, they're stopping every so often because Jem thinks that a bush on the side of the road might be fake, but it's not. Anyway, Stan is getting annoyed. But he brought a donut in his little fanny pack that he wears also sometimes, too, and just cruising yeah. along. He does pee in the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, he does. No, oh, that was the time I was yeah. thinking of. I forgot that he'd peed on someone's oh, house. Yeah. Uh, so they find this cave. They go in and they see a body of water in it. Yeah, it's a giant underground river. And Jem pushes Stan into it, and then Stan pulls him into it, and all of a sudden they're being swept away. Yeah, they're, under- the they're underground for like four or five hours floating in this water. This fucking cat's strong as shit pulling a grown man into the water. Well, he was, like, scrambling up. It is still implied that he's He's huge. He's He's like a bobcat. Ah. He's not human-sized. But But he is big. He's a bobcat. Uh, All right, that makes more sense. Could be Uh, a cougar. No, not that big, I don't think. Bobcat. (laughs) We've already said bobcat. Oh, okay, sorry. But, uh... Sorry, Captain. Uh, anyways, they get to the bottom, <laughs> and they just like they they show up, and there's a bunch of soldiers with guns standing outside this giant factory, and it turns out it's a water processing plant, and that they the, they have found the lake, the missing lake. Yeah, that it was all just moved underground, and then they've been bottling the water and selling it to the population rather than just giving them free water like oh they used to. Oh my gosh, that is genius! My and uh, he's Seriously. like, "Well, what about the treasure?" And Jim's like, "Oh yeah, we made that up." We literally, we're the PR department for the president. We just hang out in a room, get drunk, and find ways to distract the population. So we were like, I got high, and I was like, what if we did a treasure hunt? And then I just sent people out in the street to be chased by messengers, and I'd have them throw clues. And then I'd hang out in the place where they'd meet to discuss the clues and see if anyone was fun. So it was all planned. The guy that shoved the clue into Stan's hand... They planted him. They knew it was Stan they were giving the clue to. Um, The people that go missing is when they need workers for the plant. They'll just go take them off the street. 
and then you can choose two other people you want to work with. Like it's and they'll go steal them off the street. It's weirdly oh like gosh, it's this uh, is it's perfect. Hor- it's horrible, but like also like not nearly as bad as it seems. It's like yes, we're gonna kidnap you and force you to work, but we do pay you. Uh, you can take your two best friends, and then we'll just move you somewhere upstate. That's and you still can never... fucked up. Oh, it's still fucked up. It's just he's like it's not that it's bad. So... <laughs> uh, this is on a scale of like in real life, we'd take you anyone we wanted, and then when we were done working you to death, we'd just bury you in a ditch. Who would I choose to take with that's me? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like Zach would probably take Caleb and fucking Lindsay, and he'd never see me again. But that's not that bad. I would take. I'd it's better than getting shot in the mouth, too, right? <laughs> Maybe. I'd get yeah. two. I'd choose you and So Asa. we just somehow we gather everybody. It's not like they're taking sledgehammers to my fucking ankles. We don't know that, Zach. Probably take a couple of your You friends, think they're right? an honest no, group of guys? I doubt it. Workers. Probably not. But it, <laughs> anyways. Okay, so he's figuring all this out. He tells them, oh, by the way, I peed in the lake. <laughs> but so he goes back. Like They're like, hey, we want you on the PR team. We love what you've done with like your whispers, your, you know, secret recorded messages riling up the population. They're like, everyone needs a place to vent where they also can't do any harm to the government. So, you're great. We want you on board. Always keep doing that. And it'd be cool if you were on the PR department, too. We think you're pretty smart. And he's like, God, I love you guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't care about water. I drink beer anyways. Yeah. But we learned that they, so they have these parades going on constantly because it's, what do they call it, a mix of reality TV and a game show, and it just distracts everyone. And then they're constantly throwing the nougats out, and Jeb is like, I know that there's something in them, so I don't ever eat them, but I don't know what it is. So I'm guessing it's whatever helps keep people kind of Yeah, because like later they see that the nougats turn into butterflies and then back into nougats at one point and then into rain. Which is magic and not the good kind because like in front of people inanimate to animate yeah like it's basically giving a candy bar sentience and then murdering it god I feel like that tastes so much better you fucking (laughs) goddamn it Caleb they make sure that all the town hall meetings are so boring that nobody wants to go so nobody knows what's going on uh, there's a part that comes up immediately that highlights Stan's ego to me (laughs) in such a way as he comes back and all the witches are there and he's like oh great there's four of you now fuck uh, anyways, they're, like, talking about the witch, and he's like, oh, I found the underground river and the lake. Uh, whoever just, they just moved it underneath the city. And he literally says in his head, he's like, I know I just agreed with Jim to never tell anyone about this, but it's more important to me that I prove to them that I'm smart. This tracks for him. Yeah, just, but, like, he has literally just been given a government secret, sworn to secrecy, and with no prompting has told the open enemies of the government about it to prove he knows better than them. You know, I know you're going on about the book, but I just... The stress-filled candy bar must be so great. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. For some reason, it made me think of a baby Ruth. Not because it's stress-filled. You're you're also the one who wanted to murder the governor just because you could murder the governor. What are we talking about? The devil in the dark water. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just flashing back. We're comparing (laughs) villains, which I guess are Caleb. (laughs) I just love a good baby Ruth. Listen, man, can you, can you imagine a baby Ruth, but it's endorphins? A baby Ruth, but that cat you were talking about strangled at first? No, just a straight-up baby Ruth. Okay, baby see, mom. you're normal. It's fight-or-flight reflexes yeah, just kicking in. It's real tough. you got to fight a baby the Ruth before you can eat it. not tender. Oh, my 
God. Okay, so Stan is at the I'm house. realizing that's what it is. I put my I put my candy bars in the fridge or freezer so they're harder. That tenses them up, like like when they're fight or flight. Oh, that's you like it hard, meat. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, book time. Book time. So we go to a very quick uh, big battle between the witches. Yeah, the witches all gather up. They fly on their brooms because everyone's seeing magic anyways. They don't care. They're fly straight into the president's finger. palace. All team up. Drag just Daria out. Guns ablazing. Yeah, and just much. immediately <laughs> capture her. Like, there's they no meaningful like, struggle. They wrap her in, like, mind restraints so she can't do anything. Because she is very strong. Yeah, like, she is strong enough to fight all four of them at once. She just can't beat them. She even, she's kind of a freaking narcissist. Yeah, she's as bad as everybody else. she's talking to Gloria, and she's like, just admit it. No single witch would ever be able to take me down. And Gloria's like, no, you're right. You're pretty tough. That's why there's four of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, look how much fucking good that ego did you. Yeah. Good so, job. That's okay. well done. We hedged our bets. <laughs> that's why we didn't do that. I brought three people to fight this idiot. Bar. <laughs> and in the meantime, while this is happening, like, this is a very public battle on the streets that the people are witnessing. Stan goes running through the front door, finds the president, and he's like, we can spin this. We're going to say that she stole the water supply, and I caught it, and we're both going to be heroes. And so him and the president go out, greet the news crews in front of this witch being captured, and they're like, we caught who was stealing the water, this eastern witch. She's, she's from Liberty. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, and, uh, yeah, and the news crews are like, okay, cool, is there free candy or not? And they were like, no, and then the news crews literally just pack up and leave because there was nothing fun happening. Where are my nuggets? <laughs> they literally didn't care. God, that's so, true. Uh, they caught her, and then Daria requests that they turn her into water because she loves water. That's that's her freaking element. That's where she feels at home, and she thinks that she'd finally be at peace if she was just what. And Gloria's like, hey, we don't know. We, we've never about, we've never tried turning one into water before, and let alone back. But like, if we did that, there's no guarantee we could ever turn you back, and there's no guarantee you wouldn't be sentient when you're water. You may spend the rest of eternity awake and aware and going insane. And she was like, cool, do it. And she's like, if you put me in a like a prison cell, I'll spend the rest of my life like. If you do anything other than this, out. I will... Make it my life's mission to kill you. I'll find a way. Huh. And eventually, Eleanor's like, but fuck it. She's whatever. what she, It's what she wants. Okay, let's just do it. I just... Yeah, so... Okay, let's give this bitch what she wants. Perfect. <sighs> Stupid. Anyways... I think it'd be funny. I mean, if nothing... I, I was like... Let's give her what she wants, because, you know, uh, best case scenario, she's just turned into water and it's done. Worst case scenario, well, I guess she she's... she has control over it, then, and she becomes I did, like a tsunami and a mind. hurricane and shit like that. I think it'd be fun to be water. Turn well, because they had bound her magic. Fucking rock. Well, they had bound her magic, boat. so even as water, she couldn't do it. Oh, that's true. The least, like, but, water uh, thing I can think of at the moment is fucking rock. That's that would have been actually pretty funny. Put her, turn yeah. her into a rock and throw her in, in the a lake. Like, good luck never be in water. <laughs> fucking nerd. Where there's no but being wellness. surrounded by yeah. it. Yeah. And, hey. uh, if she sinks, she's not a witch. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, classic call-out. Yeah, but... love your logic there, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the church, baby. Never they knows. go back to standard. They're like, hey, uh, experiment's done. Like, you didn't, like, pass your test. You're still a piece of shit. But you did kind of help us catch the water witch, and we just don't want to fuck with you anymore. So do you want to be human again or not? And he was like, 
Well, I'm only famous as a cat, so no. People recognize me as a cat. If I go back to being a human... I'm nobody. Yeah. He's like, so, compromise, give me thumbs. Which, again, I'm like, why are we giving these fuckers what they want? Because, yes... Oh, so this is a picture of him after the book. She gives him thumbs. With thumbs. And then he's like, these aren't long enough. So she gives him even longer thumbs. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This dude was literally going to break into your apartment and rape you. And you're giving him longer thumbs so he can go fucking thumb rape somebody? I don't fucking know like, what's what going on want? here. You want thumbs? Okay. You no longer have an index fucking okay. paw. <laughs> yeah. An uh, index paw? Uh, index, um, you know what claw? I mean. Nub. Or, uh, what, are, what do they call those? Are they beans. I, beans. I, I, beans. Beans. Take his beans away. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so, Beans. And that's, uh, and then... Well, it, he does say, like, I think... Oh, he's like, I would get out of here no, if I was Caleb. you because there's about to be some laws passed that aren't going to be very favorable to witches because now they've, like, spun it so that a witch is responsible for this drought. But I think some of that isn't as solid because it's, like, with uh, with Daria gone, the spell that's making everyone realize that this it, that sucks really bad, that's gone, and people are kind of pissed. They're going to start waking up. And then, so, they say that, like, you know, they're not going to look very kindly on witches. And then Gloria's like, hey, Eleanor, you want to stay in Liberty? And at least, Take care you know, of things here? Try and do some good. And I, I get the I get the idea, like, that, like even though it's going to get hard here, like, you might still be able to help people. And is it worth it to stay in danger and help them? Yeah. And uh, that's a fair argument. It's it's a rough one, for sure. Like, it's a ba- it's a hard choice. Yeah. Which I believe Eleanor does stay. Yeah, I'm sure she uh, does. Choose the greater good over yourself and all that. Yeah, but uh, and that that's it. That's the end. Huh? Wow! Can't huh. wait for a part. Also, two. record time, guys. <laughs> Forty-five minutes. You just if if want to cut the beginning, we're at an hour. Oh, perfect! All right. So thoughts. Oh wow! Oh, um, let's get this out of the way. Wow, I feel... Wow, I have such mixed feelings. He's taking were, the words right okay, out of my mouth. Okay, pick all feeling. He's <laughs> taking it right out of my mouth. This is how I feel exactly, you know? I can't pick a feeling. Some parts where I was like, this is fucking stupid. Goddamn cat wanting paws, wanting thumbs, I mean. Not paws, he has paws. Uh, man, which is... It was... Overall, I probably would not have enjoyed this book if I read it. If I could read it. I didn't. If I did. But uh, listening to it was fairly. It was uh, parts of it were entertaining. Parts of it were not. Well, I mean, it was all. It's always entertaining. You guys are so funny. <laughs> Love you guys. You know, I appreciate that. You guys are pretty funny too. It's why we let you in the room. That's Ace's contribution. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, Caleb, what do you think? Any fun thoughts? I I don't know if I have any fun thoughts. Truly, I I mean, watching these shitty horror movies recently have taught me that even a really bad experience can be fun, but that's only if you're another person. You can't really read a book with another person. Well, you can. If this was a movie, I'd probably watch it with my friends and make yeah, it Maybe if me and Mallory ref- didn't refuse to talk to each other about the book until we sat down in this room, we could commiserate over it, but it's mostly us just being like, we'll just send texts back and forth that are just like, this fucking book. You yeah. Know? And it's, we have done that for several hours. I'm just like, come the fuck on. <laughs> Like you, could, you could go page for page, you know, with a just buddy of yours off if you wanted to. Yeah. That I mean, would be, that sounds maddening, and I want to make the two of you do it. <laughs> all in all, I don't think I'd read this book. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm always yeah. hesitant to, because like, you don't read talk bad or, about it, or uh, at least not give any, like, constructive, like, the take. witch ideas were really cool. Like, I liked the magic system she built uh, when they started talking about, like, psychedelic stuff, like, her view of, like, the spirit world was pretty cool. I just wish that that had a more prominent role in the book and that it wasn't, that a lot of it was, like, Twitter-style arguments, but worse than that, like, even, like, when it was talking about spiritualism, the motif of the book was, like, circles, like, everything kind of comes around, but that's also kind of maddening to watch every conversation on a page. Like, when you start reading a paragraph in this book, it ends in the same place at the bottom of the page, and you've learned nothing. And there was, I would guess, like, 50 pages in this book where people saying the same thing over and over again for an entire page until I, I would just get up and go walk across my apartment to think about anything other than what I was reading. Well, you know what they say, Zach. Time is a flat circle and so is the earth. <laughs> God damn it, Who Caleb. Fuck says that? I just had to make a joke here did somewhere. That was fucking great. I just made that, yeah. Oh, you did my not God. make that up. I haven't did heard you? anyone else say it. Neither have I. Oh. But I, we need to quote that. Write wow. that down. Oh, Write yeah. that down. First. Is that our first T-shirt we're gonna sell? Time is a flat circle, and so is. I don't think we should sell flat Earther shirts, guys. No, no, no. no. We gotta make money off no, this. I think it was promoting. No, we can't. We can't. Now it's... you're the guys in the book. I think it yes. was promoting. I am the, the guy in the book. Oh my god! I said I'd kill that candy bar and eat it. You're our stan. Oh no. God, if I could be a cat or water, give me either. I just want to. How about we make you into the suffering, <laughs> the suffering candy bar? Fuck I mean, a human, either way. <laughs> I just want a baby Ruth. Oh my right god, now. Mallory, what'd you think? I think I told you, but I didn't think it was a terrible book. I just think for me, right now, I can read the news if I want to hear about this shit. Um, you know, yeah, it really like hit on gun control, uh, the water crisis. A certain presidency. Um, I think they do mention like racism, like very briefly at some point in the book. There's a oh, sexual assault. On the black cat? There's a misogyny. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. It, it was really book. dark. It just they didn't dwell on it too much. Yeah, it's. It was just all of the things. Like, it was that depressing view of time. everything is terrible and that's normal. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think the next book that you two read is going to be much better. Oh, right, oh, wait, I forgot you chose next. Did you have a favorite character? Oh, God, <laughs> fuck you. It was a hard one. Oh, who's, it's not, like, I wanted it to be Stan, but it's not Stan. It was Stan. Like, you would think Cat with Gun, fun character, right? No, fuck him. Yeah. I, he's, he still had the best line in the book, and I hate him. Uh, he did have the personality of the book. But it was a shitty yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was... Like, if Stan, if we hadn't gotten to that whole breaking into the apartment you know thing... Yeah, Stan would have been it. I guess Dolores, she never pissed me she off. She was so bland. And, well, she was so bland, but largely because, like, she'd been, like, mind-controlled. But, like, yeah. she was just like, yeah, I just hang out in a garden, and sometimes I fly into the desert, and me and Hector hang out and have cake. And I guess that's the bar we were shooting for in this book. God. I was going to go with Monica, so we, okay, both, we both chose characters pretty much on the periphery. I know, I know my favorite character, Jem. 
Oh, I was gonna say if okay. Stand, he's I not a bad him. guy. He's just an asshole you know getting what? paid. He was Are a generous he... man because he actually brought two donuts when they went looking for the water, and he shared one with Stan. He, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's just getting paid to do to dumb manipulate shit. Manipulate people. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Jim is a bad guy. He's just the sort of bad guy you could live with. Like, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the like, he's a bad guy, but he's not raping and murdering guy. people. He's just kind of generically shitty, and there's a place for that in this world. To be fair, his whole job is to just keep the city happy, even if it's... To their ultimate detriment? Yeah. Yeah. But to keep them happy is something. Make it okay for water. Keep them drugged up. (laughs) Listen, he just gets high and comes up with stupid ideas. Did you have a favorite character, Asa? I did not. No. That's, okay. that's so fair. You seem to relate so much to Stan, I think you're just afraid to say it. Mm. No, I don't. No, He's he, never bought me flowers. Stan was a big bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no, God. I've never done that. <laughs> or oh, met, her at, so the, dark. met her, at the, her open window at the top of a fire escape. <laughs> you know, Mowers never had a fire escape. I take the good with the bad, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so what are what are we reading next time? I think you're gonna be excited, Zach. I'm so sc- this is the this book Asa pick, yes, right? This is an Asa pick. Caleb, you picking next week? I can. Good. The next book we we discuss will be "I Kissed Sarah Wheeler" by Casey McQuiston. 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 Please say that with some confidence. Will someone else please say this last This is the only one with I think it's McQuiston. McQuiston. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little weird. You want to give us a a short summary? You don't have to read the whole blurb, but... I I read the blurb. It sounds like it's in a high school, I think, and there is a very popular cheerleader named Sarah, or prom queen, something along those lines, and she ends up kissing this one girl who it seems like might have the main perspective throughout the book. And then she goes missing and leaves, like, some weird letters behind. But she'd also kissed her boyfriend and some other dude. So they all three kind of team up to try and find her. Yeah. I can't wait to see how all this right. twist Honestly, this out. sounds fun. You know, it, it. honestly, compared to fucking The Splendid City, I'm here for it. This Let's sounds- listen to some teenagers try to go make out and maybe solve, I guess, another I murder? a four-way... Love a mystery. Square. A four-way, a four-way love square. I hope this doesn't turn into a Stephen King is you know orgy and sewer. <laughs> Your solution scenario, to a love triangle is to just go directly between all the locations. Which Stephen King book had a orgy and a yeah. sewer? Well, all the, the underage kids. Yeah, how did you not hear about this? And the in original, the book, never in the movies, there was just a giant underage orgy with the girl. Oh. It goes into great detail where she describes their... I believe Stephen King has described it as he doesn't remember writing it, he was high at the time, which is true of a lot Why of his books. you have sex in a sewer? That's like the dirty They're also place. underage, and it's just not a good scenario all around. It's bad. It's a bad time. They're like, I'm pretty sure... I've never know. read it, obviously. I don't should read. we read it someday? I don't. No, please. No, I, please, no. I mean, we, we should read some Stephen King sometime, just like we should... We definitely got to do Matilda. Okay. We, or the BFG. We Listen. gotta get in some old, old stuff. Take we could read a Shel Silverstein book. I I'm aware it's just poems, but I could go for some Shel Silverstein. I'd real life kill a baby Ruth before I read about an underage orgy in a sewer. Are they hiking? I don't I think that's the whole book, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, guys, everybody, thank you for coming to Books with Bastards. I hope you had a good time. I didn't. I and, uh, all right, Asa, if you had to reflexively turn someone who was breaking into your apartment to rape you into some sort of object or animal, what would it be? Uh, I would turn them into a rat. Too much power being a rat. Yeah, I feel like they could spy more. Uh, I have the perfect answer. answer. What is it? A condom. So they can be aware when I fuck someone else. You're not going to animate to inanimate. Oh, I'm not allowed to. Oh, are we using the rules? Okay. Yeah, we're using the fucking rules. That's fair. All right, let's follow the rules of witchcraft. My my second option was also a baby Ruth, so that I can then kill them and eat them. Rats are pretty fucking smart, huh? Come up with something. I messed up. Animate. Animate. All right, I'll quickly think on something. Zach? I'm going to go with a slug. You got to live your life in a constant terror of an extremely common substance. You're slow, you're useless, and most people don't like you. I don't know mm. if they're useless. I'm sure slugs are helpful. We don't have any uh, we don't have any wildlife experts in the fandom yet, but uh, someday, someday <laughs> I'm I sure can dream. Everything serves a purpose. No slugs do have they 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 do. I feel like it'd be miserable to be one, knowing that you used to be a dude. Can't imagine it's a great time. Yeah, that's true. Mallory, what do you what do you we like going? a slower pace? was way better than mine. I keep thinking centipede, but I don't know oh, why. Oh, God, I would not want a, the centipede coming after me either. They're tiny. Turn him into still make the, me deeply the uncomfortable. Middle, middle part of the Also, centipedes centipede. can get <laughs> Oh, yeah, human centipede. I changed oh, my mind. Oh. He's so in the now middle. you fused three people into this one guy's misery? He's in the middle. Okay, so we got... Brett, I'm going to ignore your second answer. <laughs> No, I have. T- I do have two actual answers okay. that are sentient. Okay. First option I thought of was a blue tang fish, which is what Dory is from Finding Nemo. That sounds cool. No, no, hold on. They're oh. huge fish require like at least hundred gallon tanks, and I'm just gonna throw it in my ten gallon tank I have, and just have the dude <laughs> fucking suffer as he can't move. Oh man. My second it. one is I have a snake, a ball python. Just turn him into a rat, toss him in there. And just well, fucking watch him die rat. in three seconds. Asa said rat. Yeah. Me and Asa are the same well, thing. Well, okay. I'm going to wrap this before we get <laughs> okay. into uh, more of our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb's sadistic streak. Jesus Christ. I'm going to kill a candy bar if I have the chance. Did so, somebody fart and fall down? <laughs>